Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Saturday, July the 17th, 2021. And my name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, mean which means appearance, aspect, or demeanor. Mean, and that's M-I-E-N, by the way, not the uh, M-E-A-N that we are so used to. I hope everyone uh, will enjoy their weekend. Saturday is here. And, of course, the weather in North Carolina is hot, hot, hot. Heat index is going to make it feel towards 95, I believe, to flat out 100, if not more today. So, as always, put on that sunscreen, limit your co- your time outside, stay alert and aware of those signs of heat exhaust, exhaustion and heat stroke, because it is going to be a blisterous day, looks like. Uh, I think they said tomorrow we're supposed to be getting some rain, tomorrow and Monday rain, so the temperatures are going to drop, but that's only temporary. Going into Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, temperatures are going to rise back up. So everyone, most definitely, stay alert. Check on those elderly also. The heat is back. Well, looks like, excuse me, 133 people are dead in Germany. Flooding. And it's the worst they've seen in half a century. Dams are breaking. Towns of, literally whole towns and villages where villages are being flooded out. And they're also experiencing these same floods in Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. The prime minister of uh, Germany has came out and says, flat out says, this is because of climate change. Need to have more regulations. Um, Well, I got to be honest with you. I understand the climate change argument, but man, this is just nature. Every once in a while, however many years or centuries, uh, the earth shifts. I mean, I'll give you the fact that that part of the the world is not used to seeing this much rain. But, hey, so much is life. This is nature. I don't know about the climate change thing. And and here in the United States, what they're saying also is the upper eastern half of the U.S. is expecting some flooding also. And then if that wasn't enough for you, the fires in the western U.S., that bootleg uh, fire in Oregon has scorched, literally. Over 230,000 acres, and it's only 7% contained. Uh, I, th- I think the last thing I heard, they, they were really uh, uh, heightened or fearful of those, what they call dry lightning strikes that may add to or start new fires. So, you know, so, like I said, it's already burnt 230,000 acres. Man, we certainly are having a natural disaster summer, if I could say that. And like I said, a lot of people are blaming this on climate change. Maybe, maybe not. But I I think it's just nature. I mean, hey, like I said, ever so often, however many centuries or decades or whatever, what have you, the earth does what it does. I mean, that's nature. I mean, climate change, yeah, maybe. I'll give you that, but not too much. I mean, hey, I I would be totally a fool if I said that, uh, (laughs) yeah, we, we as humans, we have done some things to the earth that that may contribute to climate change, but I'm not going to put it all on climate change. I think it's just nature. It's just, that's what happens. 
I mean, hey, what are you going to do? You got to work yourself through it. And staying in the United States, President Biden has came out and slammed social media. More specifically, I think he horned in on Facebook for what he's calling misinformation, spreading false info about COVID. And so much so, uh, the numbers are up throughout the United States of COVID cases, that Delta variant. And what he and others in his administration have called, this has become the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And he flat out said it's killing people. The misinformation is killing people. Uh, I, I just, and I often question this, uh, how anyone, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love social media. Hey, it's entertaining to me. But how anyone could take their news and information seriously on the internet, uh, it's beyond me. It just is. I mean, for 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 them to come out like this, because what the, what they're discovering, like I said, the numbers are up throughout the United States. Missouri is, is Missouri and another state. Uh, they're experiencing high numbers of that Delta variant for people that are, are unvaccinated. You know, a lot of people say they're not going to get the vaccine. I mean, I mean, that's your that's your prerogative. Who's going to knock you for that? That's your thing. That's your thing. If it's in your mind, it's in your mind. Hey, get it. Got it. Understand. But what they're saying is uh, also in, in, in L.A., L.A. County, has uh, it's gotten so bad or they're so fearful that it may get worse, has reinstated its mask mandates. And that's regardless if you're vaccinated or not. If you're inside, put your mask on. Mm. Wow. We're certainly we're certainly uh, seeing a, a, an uptick in COVID cases, that Delta variant. Yeah, people, a lot of people aren't vaccinated and, and they're saying that this has become the pandemic of the unvaccinated. They want to get people vaccinated before the fall hits, but they're also theorizing as another wave quite possibly could come through during the fall and resurge or revitalize COVID, I guess. Man. Well, like I said, if, if you choose not to get vaccinated, hey, you just choose not to get vaccinated. But with this resurgence and, and this new variant of this uh, of COVID, the Delta variant, they're saying a lot of hospitals in a lot of cities and states even are seeing an uptick of, of people coming with COVID-like symptoms and flat-out COVID. So, yeah, there is cause for alarm. Uh, you know, like I said one time before, uh, at some point in time, come hell or high water, I think a lot, I think we need to realize we just may need to take that vaccine. I'm already vaccinated, by the way. And, and you know, I um, I got vaccinated. I was reluctant also. I mean, I was just, you know, at that point in time, you know, it was relatively new. And 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 I was just thinking, I was like, man, what, I mean, what is this vaccine? Have they done any case studies or trial or, or whatever or what have you? It's been awfully fast. But uh, when I took the vaccine, I really it became a matter for me personally. It was um, it was a no brainer, if I could say that. Uh, my daughter caught it and my wife caught it. And a young, like I said, a young lady that I work with also caught it. Um, all were, were, were relatively mild cases in comparison to those that had to be hospitalized and put on ventilators. And then when I took the vaccine, I, uh, I got COVID. 
I guess the the vaccine did what it, what it was supposed to do. If that if that is its purpose, because uh, it exposed that you know, hey, like I said, I found out I had COVID. It pushed it out. But I certainly understand people's uh, oration or reluctance to take the vaccine for whatever reason, whether it be throughout history, how uh, what many people have termed how medicine has treated people by experimenting or or case studies or whatever, just pushing stuff out. I understand that. Get, get it. Got it. Understand completely. But like I said, at some point in time, I think, you know, we're going to have to all get vaccinated. We just are. Then at one, you know, earlier in the week, they were also talking about those boosters. But I, I believe one organization came out and said, yeah, there may be uh, may need boosters for those that have pre-existing conditions or susceptible to infection or whatever. But the CDC came back and said, nah, that's not true. Uh, clearly, they're still learning about this and theorizing about COVID. But if, if, if there's one thing that seems to be prevalent, maybe, just maybe, that vaccine does help. Maybe. I don't know about the booster shot. I, 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 I kind of got the notion with that booster shot, the way the CDC and, and these other health organizations were talking. Uh, I think they were trying to insinuate that that um, company was just, I don't know, try, maybe trying to drive up revenue or whatever, because they said, man, there's really no need for anyone to get a, a booster shot from it. But we'll see. We will see. And also, uh-oh, Governor Andrew Cuomo finds himself in the hot seat. Looks like the governor of New York is or has come has to come forward and answer questions from the state's attorney general over sexual harassment allegations sure we all remember that a few months back um what he what what has happened is he's been accused by nine women a total of nine women so far of uh unwanted advancements inappropriate behavior and at least one case of sexual harassment all of which the governor has denied and said hey i'm i, I believe his apology was somewhat to the effect i, I apologize if if my warmness and open and joyful and jo- joking manner was perceived as uh, uh, sexual advances. Uh, maybe it was inappropriate. Maybe it wasn't, but that's just me. Uh, governor? Mm, I mean, maybe that's... The, I, I, a lot of people do talk like that, but for you to ask people, uh, or these women, or some of these women about their sexual lifestyles and their sexual preference and to grope them and... <laughs> I mean, come on, Governor. That's a bit too much, especially in this day and age. We all know how uh, this Me Too movement and and these sexual assault and and sexual harassment allegations have gone or or are going. There's a zero tolerance policy. But one thing these a lot of these women said is that he festered that type of mindset and, and behavior in his own workplace. He apparently this is just what he does. Uh. Well, Governor, looks like you're gonna you're gonna have to answer now. Nine women, and what's what's uh, I won't say odd or suspicious, but 
the majority of these women, they're all telling the same tale or similar tales. Like I said, the um, <laughs> the asking of, of, of sexual preference, and when I say sexual preference, I believe one said he asked her if she had ever had sex with an older man. <laughs> Whoa, governor. Wow. You're a little high strung there, aren't you? Up in age. You know, at one point in time, he was voted, what, the sexiest man or one of the sexiest men in New York? He's a divorcee. Uh, uh, I mean, hey, single and ready to mingle, I guess. But that's a bit too much, Governor, I got to say. I mean, that is a bit too much. You know, those, those the asking questions, touching and uh, unwanted hugging and groping, downright, outright groping of, of, <laughs> of these young ladies. That's a bit too much, Governor. Come on now. You know, you can't do that. I mean, especially with this Me Too movement now, uh, which, by the way, where is the Me Too movement? I, I haven't heard anything from them about this. Maybe I, I'm just overlooking it. I've been looking, but I haven't heard any. They haven't released a, a statement on this. They're, they're so readily and able bodied and able mind for others. Where are you at on this one? Because like I said, there's nine women so far, and they've all kind of came out with this, uh, similar tales of what he's done. Hmm. All right, we'll see how this goes. And that uh, state attorney general, she hasn't, unlike most, you know, when most people, they do these investigations, they're in front of the news camera every 30 minutes. She has not came out with not one solitary statement, no more than and I believe that was the governor's camp that released it, that he was going to answer questions. She's been pretty stiff lipped. She's finally doing a job. Somebody's doing the job. I, if For this type of thing, I don't need to see you on the news every morning, every day, telling me what you're doing. I need you to go ahead and do your investigation and let me know at the end. And that appears to be what she's doing. Hey, you find out when I tell you. Kudos to her. Finally, someone is not looking for that five minutes of fame to further their career or cause. Sounds like she's just doing her job. Hats off. Uh, governor? He's a, well, I think this, I, I can't remember how many terms he served. He ha has served as governor of New York, but he's up for re-election um, next year, I believe. Uh, he may not get that re-election there, Governor. Just may not. Man. Good luck, <laughs> if I can say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, on to some sad news. Uh, sadly, uh, the one of the greats, one of the greats in, in, in hip hop has passed. Uh, Marcel Theo Hall, otherwise known as Bismarcky, passed yesterday at 57 years of age. Yeah, he had been hospi hospitalized since late last year with uh, complications from type 2 di diabetes. And, you know, we talked about that during Men's Health Month back in June. Diabetes, uh, uh, it is uh, indeed that disease that if it's unchecked or even over time, it can and will deteriorate, deteriorate your body. And that has appeared to be what has happened because he was in hospice for a while. And I know last month that at one point in time, they said he wasn't supposed to make it out of the weekend. And that was a month or so ago. But uh, clearly he last he, he survived longer than that. You I mean, those are just doctors 
talking. You, you never know what the good Lord has in store for you. So the good Lord saw fit to keep him around a, a longer. But man, it, it, he was indeed, he had a very, very unique style. Bought that style to hip hop. And <laughs> he was called the clown prince of hip hop. But for me, his style was was totally different. Just was. You know, I can remember the first time I ever heard him, and that was with that uh that that cut he had with Roxanne Shante. And that just totally blew my mind. And then to hear uh picking boogers, that was another one. <laughs> it was it was different. But it wasn't that uh, they, they called it a novelty act or whatever. Or he was a one hit wonder. But uh, no, he wasn't. He had his own style, like I said, in hip hop. And when you heard it, you knew it was him. He had a, a unique style. You know, his hit, uh, you say he's just a friend. That was the, the one that got him over, got, got him to the, the crossover stage. And, and even that was... Uh, <laughs> That singing was, was 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 what pushed them over because everyone was like, "What in the world? How can they put this out?" But when you heard it and it grew on you, you were like, "Man, this guy here, he's he's nuts." But man, this is a hit <laughs> because, like I said, his style was totally different in a era, a genre of music where it was. Uh, it, it, it was the MCs where they were focused on lyrical content and stage appearance and stage presence. And, and in many ways, that, that's what made hip hop so unique when it first started. If you think back to around that time in the early 80s, a lot of the acts outside of hip hop, they were seen as pretty boys. They were made up and glammed up. And they were. And I'm not taking away from them because, uh, you know, those acts that were made up and glammed up, uh, they were top notch performers and artists. They were great. But for those that, that you know, couldn't sing <laughs> or couldn't play an instrument, <laughs> hip hop was that because they were just average, everyday, regular looking guys and, and, and females. They just were. You know, they, they were just like people you talk to every day in your family, in school, on the streets, at the job or whatever, or what have you. They were just regular, everyday, average looking people. There was nothing special about them until they opened their mouths and you heard them spit. And that superseded all that glamour. You know, Bismarcky. He he had, a, I think he had a great career, and I'm sure he did too. He wasn't just a rapper. He was a DJ. He was an actor. I don't know if you guys remember him for from Men in Black, the postman <laughs> working at the post office. He turned out to be an alien, by the way. Him and Will Smith standing there having this beatbox, beat, up, beat off. Yeah, that was Bismarcky. And for, uh, he did some of the voice voiceovers for uh, Crank Yankers. Did um for your kids, Yo Gabba Gabba. I can remember my oldest watching Yo Gabba Gabba, and I didn't know what he was watching, and and I just happened one day, just happened to walk by, and and I said to him, "said What are you watching?" He said, "Yo Gabba Gabba." I thought to myself, "What the heck is that?" 
And I, I kind of watched it for a while. And then there was Biz doing his, what he does, the, the beatbox, the beat of the day is what they called it on uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. So he was on that. He was into any and everything. He didn't let anyone tell him what he could and couldn't do. No limitations. He lived his life. He lived his career as he wanted to. So it, it's certainly, it, like I said, I, he had a great career. And I, I'm sad to hear of his passing. Certainly that there was so much more to come. 57. I, and I, man, I didn't even know he was that old. But um, man, just just wow. Just wow. Like I said, he had so much more to come. And, and I, I hate that I, I had a chance to see him and I didn't about two or three years ago. I think it was in 2019. And it might have been, uh, it was the summer of 2019, but I was planning a family vacation, by the way. And he, he had came to this uh, showcase or venue, the Ritz. And I hate I missed him because he was coming that week and Janelle Monet was coming the next week. I would have loved to see her also. I had already seen Eric B and Rakim, by the way, in their 30th year celebration or anniversary for that Paid in Full album, which was around about that time. Biz was doing his thing. Biz going off. <laughs> it was around that time. That's why I said hip hop was just in its its beginning stages or, or golden age. It was just so many different styles that you could listen to. You can pick and choose. You didn't. I mean, the, what they were playing on the radio was what they were playing on the radio. You had your underground. Still have a little bit of the underground now. I'm, I'm, it's not, clearly, it's not, of course, the underground never gets the, the airplay. So that's still out. And and a lot of biz material, I, I used to hear underground. You know, one of the few or the only one that I can remember that actually made it, like I said, was that crossover, you got what I need. That was that was one of the few, but the rest, man, I would hear it on underground mixtapes. Him, uh, he was a member of the Juice Crew. If you don't know the Juice Crew, that was Roxanne Shante, Marley Mall, Big Daddy Kane, and and some more. I mean, those two that I named, Big Daddy Kane and and, and uh, Roxanne Shante, those were true MCs, lyricists, because they always had the lyrics together. Always, the biz doing the beatbox who could knock it no one he most definitely certainly will be missed i can tell you that but he does leave behind a a, a, a legacy unlike any i mean you know just to think the way he he touched hip-hop the way he touched so many lives through his music and through his other works it is indeed truly a blessing. And it was a blessing to hear it when I heard it. You know, like I said many times about hip hop, for those that were like me, for kids that were like me, that were shy or introverts, hip hop changed that. You could then talk to other uh, other kids about hip hop. And you, you, could, you could see that you weren't the only one that liked this particular rapper or particular style, or if you just like, you were like me, you liked hip hop all over, no matter who was doing it. So that's another aspect of hip hop. That was the beauty of hip hop also. 
uh, the communication. I mean, you know, kids could talk to each other about any and everything about hip hop. You know, it just wasn't the songs that you heard on the radio. Like I said, you go underground, the underground mixtapes back in the day. Wow. Legendary. So many, so many greats, so many greats, so many greats. We've lost a lot of greats this year thus far in hip hop. And over the years. But this one right here is is certainly uh, most definitely a tough one for me. Anyway, uh, childhood memories growing up. Only child sitting in the room, listening to the mixtapes, hear Biz, Bo- Biz Markey come in on the beatbox and the rap. Memories, 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 memories. Uh, rest in peace and, and prayers for the family. Because he was indeed, in my opinion, he was a legend. He just was. You know, there's, there's so much going on in the world right now uh, with the weather. COVID numbers going back up throughout the United States. You have chaos and calamity. There's still rioting in South Africa, by the way. However many hundreds have been uh, killed. And you got what happened in Haiti with the assassination of the president. You got what's going on in Cuba also. Just a lot going on in the world. Like I always say, prayer. Pray. Pray for some calmness and, and understanding because, like I said, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Seems like the world has gone completely crazy. But prayer. And that's, and, and that's the only thing I could think of. That's what gets me through. I'm not a very religious person. Uh, I'm not a Bible thumper. <laughs> I'm just not. But I do know prayer. And it works. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. I won't bite. Not physically anyway, verbally I may. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow. And listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. As always, this is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.